You don't get it, son. This ain't no mud pit. It's a podcast. Hey guys, Alex here from Capacity the Geek, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey everybody. And how are we feeling today, boys? Feeling good, feeling good. Alright. I'm just going to preface this right now. It's a Walter episode, so... Grain of salt, people. Grain of salt. This is also released in very near to my birthday. I guess we have to be nice to him this recording, but... Tune in next week for a much better episode. But for now, courage. So, Walter, it's almost your birthday. What do you want to do for your birthday? I want to watch the most violent Batman media ever come out. So, that's what 31-year-olds do. Ouch. Alright, so we watched The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2. And it took our second season to do this, but this is the first time that Bobby is the newbie. The only newbie. It's the second time that I fell asleep during a piece of media that we're watching. What was the first time? Can't remember. Girl with the dragon tattoo. You fell asleep during that? Yeah. Damn it! I should have joined you. Hey, that was also a Walter episode. So, all right. So all I jokes. I think that are... just means that Walter. You pick very long. Walter, can you not breathe heavily things. into the mic, please? It's been a problem on numerous editing sessions, Bobby. No, I mean, have you have you noticed that? That he's always breathing into the mic? Yes. We're, we're only roasting you because we love you. And it's your birthday. And you like it, apparently. Yeah. I have offered... Because uh, I've heard people on this show... Uh, I've heard people talk about the show and say that I'm mean to Walter. I've offered before to be nice to him. And his exact words were, what were they? No, because then you wouldn't be you. Exactly. So fuck you, Walter. And happy birthday. Thank you. So, The Dark Knight Returns was a DC animated film. So, DC Comics, you know, Batman, Superman, all that jazz. Most people know DC for their live-action stuff. The DCEU movies, uh, mainly headed by Zack Snyder. And uh, The CW, which is headed by Greg Berlanti. Uh, It seems like they make a show every other year. I know uh, they just started Batwoman this year. Last year they did Black Lightning. Uh, I think next year, which by the way, Black Lightning, Bobby, in his pants. That was a Harvey Birdman reference. I hope we do that show soon. Yeah, we kind of need to at this point. We did show Walter the first season, so. We could. If he got off his fucking phone while we're recording our podcast. I'm going to the IMDb page of the film. There's a reason why we have a chief researcher here, and that person's name is Bobby. Yeah, fuck you! Anyway, The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 is a 2012 animated venture by DC Comics. DC Comics is known for their live-action stuff, as I said before, but their animated stuff is actually where it's at with them. They definitely have Marvel beat with the animated stuff, by far. Uh, Some would say now, with Joker, uh, they definitely do artsier films, I guess, now? Because we needed an artsy Joker film? Um, I'm going to show my cards right now. I didn't really much care for Joker. I need Batman. I really enjoy Joker. 
like I'd like to see a Batman or at least a Bruce Wayne film along those lines. I want to see not just the moment where Bruce Wayne died because we already saw that in Joker. Bruce Wayne died. He became Batman. Batman. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were okay. But we saw the moment where Bruce Wayne died. So you kind of want like an entire movie of the first twenty minutes of Batman Begins. Better. Okay. Because Batman Begins, everybody wants to suck on Christopher Nolan's dick. I have a lot of bad Batman opinions, by the way. But everyone wants to suck on Christopher Nolan's dick and say, oh, the trilogy is holy. The trilogy is the best thing ever. It is no, holy. The Dark Knight was okay. The Dark Knight was probably one of Okay. It was okay. Show. Pause that. I'm gonna get my words out before Walter goes all autismo on me. But the Dark Knight trilogy, it's okay. The Dark Knight, yes, it's a masterpiece. I get that. Okay? The Dark Knight, but I feel, and I feel, the Dark Knight is a little bit overrated. Shut up! Batman begins. The action wasn't that good. It was kind of lackluster. It's not that great. Dark Knight Rises, so much wasted potential, it ended up being shit. Okay. I the hear- Dark Knight, the Dark Knight is the only saving grace of that trilogy. Okay. Just like Spider-Man 2. But that's another podcast. Spider-Man 1 was fantastic. It, it was pretty good, but... Spider-Man 2 was more was. Okay, I actually do like Spider-Man 1. Fuck it. Okay. The Dark Knight is definitely the best of that trilogy. I agree. But uh, Batman Begins, it's okay, and Dark Knight Rises was actually kind of bad. I agree with you on Batman Begins. Batman Begins was not that great. Um, Dark Knight Rises, I loved when I first saw it, but in subsequent viewings, I began to see the flaws. Now, do I still like it? Yes. I think uh, the performance of Bane was fantastic by Tom Hardy. I think it was a really interesting direction to go with Batman. Um, but there's just so much that could have been there that wasn't. Some of it in their control, some of it out of their control. The Joker was supposed to be the head of the, all the trials on who gets to stay and who gets kicked out of Gotham. Right, but then again... If he's literally just supposed to be they cut and paste the the scarecrow into that scene, that's one scene. That is literally just one scene of the Joker that they would have had. I unless feel, the entire script would have just changed dramatically. I feel like it wouldn't have I feel like it would have changed the plot would have stayed the same, but I feel like there would have been like a subplot with the Joker. Yeah, but then that'd be like the movie's bloated enough as is, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. You have Bane and Harry. It's season two. We're actually going to talk about films this time. I'm going to say this. Uh, what we saw this week, Dark Knight Returns 1 and 2, it's probably better than two out of the three Nolan films. I agree. Yeah. Likewise. All right. So, um, 2012, same year as Dark Knight Rises. <clears throat> yeah. uh, Part 1 came out in 2012. Part 2, 2013. 
Okay, so it was a year apart. I was wondering about that. Uh, we watched the deluxe edition on Vudu, so we streamed it. Uh, it was one and two combined. And like I said, Bobby is the newbie. Bobby is the newbie on this episode. I had seen it before. Walter had seen it before. Uh, I always tend to say, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I always say make mine Marvel. But uh, there was a time in my angsty teen years where I was kind of like a really big Batman fan. Uh, you know, obviously Batman, you know, the dark, the darkness, the broodingness or whatever. It definitely belongs in Hot Topic. Yeah, I've, like you, I've always been way more of a Marvel person than DC because Marvel's what got me into comics, specifically the 90s Spider-Man animated series, the Iron Man animated series, the Hulk animated series. I remember watching that as a kid, too. Right. I remember my first my first action figure yeah. was a Toy Biz Mr. Fantastic that I don't know because the Silver Surfer came with Howard the Duck. But it came with a part of the Fantastic Car. And uh, my opening into comic books was the Fantastic Four because of that. Because it came with the comic. It came with that. I saw Spider-Man in 2000, uh, 2002? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, okay. um, I saw that. And it was okay. You know, I had some of the toys and everything. But uh, the comics would be Fantastic Four for me. Yeah. Bobby? You know me. I grew up weeb. Yeah. They had, they had, you know, Marvel anime. We don't talk about the Marvel anime, my oh friend. God. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't they, they air on G4? Yeah, remember G4, guys? Oh, man. Oh, God, I remember when I was a young kid, and then all of a sudden G4 got cut from our cable subscription. Yeah, well, I cried like a bitch. I, my dad oh my called God. and negotiated with Comcast to get it back. I, just so, like, you know, just so the channel can, like, get canceled eventually. Yeah. Alright, listen here, you fucking Swedes. I adore G4. That's getting cut. Uh, shit, I think we have to do an episode about G4 now. Yeah, I mean... That would be nice. Just yeah. a bonus episode where we talk about its lineup and just... Talk just about eat. its lineup, talk about the fact that apparently, uh... Adam Sessler went to E3 one year smelling like dry beer and Doritos. Um, doesn't everybody go to E3 smelling like that? I would think, but, uh, I don't know. Never been. Twelve minutes into this Dark Knight Returns podcast, we're over here reminiscing about G4. <laughs> also known as G4 Tech TV. Nobody called it that. G4 retrospective episode coming soon. Alright. Walter, I'm going to let you take the reins on this episode because it's your birthday, and, uh... Don't fuck it up. Okay. So... Dark Knight Returns Parts 1 and 2 has a pretty stellar cast, specifically uh, Peter Weller as Batman, so we got Robocop playing Batman. Yep, Robocop is Batman. And then we got Ariel Winter as the female Robin. She would be. What's her name? Well, Carrie Kelly. I meant like, who is Ariel Winter? 
So you say stellar cast, Walter. Who's Ariel Winter? She's from Modern Family. And what else? You bitch. Great. Who else is in this cast? David Selby, Wade Williams, Michael Emerson. Not a big name cast, but a very well-performing cast. Yeah, they did pretty good work on here. So what you're saying, Walter, because I have the IMDb page pulled up since, you know, you took forever. You're saying that Carlos Alizraki is not a big name. You're saying that Dee Bradley Baker is not a big name. You're saying that... You're saying that Richard Doyle is not a big name. Walter, you stupid mother. Spanish flea insert. You're saying that Yuri Lowenthal is not a big name. My boy Yuri? Yeah, your boy Yuri. My boy Yuri. Who's he playing in this? Uh, He plays one of the sons of Batman. And also that rookie police officer that we see at the beginning of the movie. How could he do this to my boy Yuri? Our boy Yuri. Maurice LaMarche? Maurice LaMarche is in this motherfucker. Yeah, Maurice LaMarche. Who's he playing? He played uh, he he played that uh, psychiatrist, and he also played one of the anchors. Uh, oh, and another one, Walter. Look at me when I say this. Look at me like a dog who's done wrong and is looking at his master. Conan O'Brien! Oh, yeah. Rob motherfucking Paulson is in this bitch. I, I thought I heard him as one of the sons of Batman. I think he's one of the named ones, the ones that wears the shirt. James right? Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. Tara Strong. Tara Strong. James Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) And then if we go to the page for uh, part two, Lex Lang. He's done stuff. Yeah, he's he's currently the voice of uh, Dr. Cordex in the Crash series. See, he's done stuff. Yeah, no, I know Lex Lang. And also, uh, later on in the episode, I have a super unpopular opinion here. Oh, great. It'll come during the part two part. All right, Mr. Stellar Cast. How about we go to your next point? This is one of the prettiest DC animated films. I thought the art, the animation style was really good and really really well done. Really good for a really bleak film. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's depressing. I'll give them, I'll give them one thing. It's definitely a much better looking piece than the original Frank Miller art, because that stuff is disgusting, especially in this comic book. Just the art that he does for this, like the Joker looks disgusting in this. Every character looks disgusting, but in this one... It kind of looks... It, it, it looks like everybody is a person in this. Where in the other one, everybody kind of looked like this these creatures with like sunken in eyes and just wide gaping jaws and mouths and everything. Like the yeah, report- Those creatures do exist in the movie, though. Yeah, I'm not just talking about the mutants. I mean, like the reporter lady in the pink dress, like in the book, she looks disgusting. Like that that's how bad it is. Like, the Frank Miller art. It's almost like Tim Burton 
was doing penciling that day. Yeah. And uh, I'm really glad they simplified the art a little bit, but still kind of kept the feel of the original with just how broad uh, Batman's arms, or Batman's uh, body is. Due to age, apparently, you just become really big. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, definitely really nice art style here. Yeah, and this story, the story it's adapted from is one of the seminal Batman stories of all time. I think, uh, I think we mentioned Killing Joke, this one, and Long Halloween are Batman films that... E- are Batman comics that every Batman film from back then till the end of time is going to try and emulate yeah. or be inspired by. The only film Batman uh, the only Batman film that doesn't take any note from any of these are is the classic Batman 66 film yeah. because it came out before Fun fact, during the same time that Frank Miller was writing uh, Dark Knight Returns, he was doing uh, his own Daredevil for Marvel. Right, yeah. Um, first Born, right? <clears throat> Born Again. Born Again, that's And that's a fantastic read. It's... To not go too deep into <laughs> spoilers, it's a story about Kingpin finding out that Batman is Daredevil systematically destroying his life. I believe season three of Daredevil is inspired by that one. Yes. Very heavily inspired. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, Bobby, you have anything to say on the art? Um, not so much on the art, but, um, more so on the, uh, Dark Knight Returns comic book. Ooh, what do we got? It's, uh, the Dark Knight Returns is, uh, the Dark Knight Returnings what? Did, did anybody else see that? Uh... Here, Alex, come on in for you. I'll show you. <laughs> Gonna take a brief commercial break. Oh. So, what's this about the Dark Knight returning, Bobby? So, it looks like Frank Miller's got another run coming out, um, starting with The Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Which, uh, fun fact, this uh, picture actually just put up on the Chromecast. Got deleted off of DC's Twitter for obvious reasons. We're looking at the Joker wearing a red, white, and blue suit. With uh, Donald J. Trump in the background. Because the Snapchat thing popped up. Do it again. So... I was trying to stop you. Take two. So, what we're looking at that I uh, pulled up on the Chromecast here is the Joker wearing a uh, three-piece suit uh, showing the Star-Spangled Banner on it with a uh, background, which it doesn't say Trump, but it does say Trust. But if you look at that picture, that is uh, definitely Donald Trump. Nice. So, it is coming back. I know it came back again. Because, uh, the Master Race, right? I think there was... There was another... This is the fourth one, I know. Yes. Because they had one... the other two have not been nearly as good. No, no, no. And I don't think this one's going to be as good either. I think 
I think Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller. Frank Miller has done some fucked up Batman stuff. Um, like, All-Star Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Year One. That one was okay. Well, like, All-Star Batman and Robin, it was like Batman meeting Dick Grayson Robin for the first time, and, like, he had him tied up in, like, a part of the Batcave, and he used to, like, have to eat bat shit or whatever like that. Yeah, and there was a scene in that where I believe, like, Batman comes off on some big crime going on, like, a gang beatdown or something, and he uses a flamethrower, and then Catwoman's there, and then they proceed to have sex in front of the I thought that was Black Canary. It's one of the two. One of the two. Batman or Black Canary. Um, but hold on. Because I know that was an all-star Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Question, since I'm not very well-versed on Batman. Yes. In uh, all-star Batman, does Batman essentially get bat cancer and bat dies? Because I no. remember All-Star Superman. He got Superman it's cancer. Not, it's not that. No. But uh, this is where this line comes from, too. I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, that, that's from All-Star Batman and Robin. Batman uh, is... The first part of that quote, though, that I'm not going to say, he really said the R word. Yeah, the Frank Miller went from lauded genius of comics to incredibly problematic. Very quickly. Oh, yeah. But this movie kicks off with just, I believe, Bruce Wayne's racing. He's racing in his Bat Ferrari. Yes. On the Bat racetrack. And he crashes. And ends up really hurting himself. And that's. Yeah. Um, what we're looking at on the TV right now is... We'll get to it. We'll get to we'll, it. We'll, we'll get, get to it eventually. We'll get to it. But, uh, yeah, it kind of shows how Bruce Wayne still has that itch for uh, just the adrenaline rush. He's been craving that adrenaline rush. Uh, much like The Dark Knight Rises, it's been 10 years since Batman was seen publicly. Um, they kind of do a Watchmen situation. Uh, did this come out before or after Watchmen? I know Watchmen was 85. This would have been 86. So it came after Watchmen. So I wonder how much of it was inspired by Watchmen. But uh, I do uh, remember them saying in the movie that uh, the government asked the superheroes to step down. And that's kind of the future we have where Batman retires, uh, Wonder Woman goes back to her people, Hal goes to space. So he's not even allowed on Earth anymore. Uh, Superman is kind of the Dr. Manhattan where he's allowed to operate still, but under the government's uh, supervision, uh, he's hanging around with Ronald Reagan a lot. Um, And also Green Arrow, it was implied that he didn't really want to quit, and uh, Superman made him quit by ripping off his arm. Can't really be an archer with one arm. Well, he found a way at the end. This is true. Yeah, he's the greatest archer ever. He's the Green Arrow, so he found a way. But, um, yeah, uh, as much as I've read of Dark Knight Returns, this 
definitely is. I'm sorry, I just I just can't stop looking at those tits. <laughs> 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 that's that's weird for me to say, but I. I <laughs> So let's just get to this so it's out of the way. Yeah. Uh, the scene that was brought up is a scene from part two. Um, the opening scene with Bruno. Bruno, who is, um, I'm guessing, some sort of white supremacist because there's, those are trying to be uh, swastikas, aren't it? But no, they did it wrong, probably, you know, to be PC. Those are actually Manji, so right now her boobs are looking at us saying, hey, we're lucky. Yep. Bobby spent a lot of time looking at the tits. Just the, for, for research purposes, of course. Like, I, I'm sorry, I could just tell when religious symbols are, like, incorrect. Or, like, you know, political symbols are incorrect. They need to be more tilted, is what I'm saying, in order for her to get her point across. Well, she's getting some points across. Uh, not as much as the, the uh, leader of the mutants. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, he's oh, oh, really got some points to get across. Yeah, alright, um, yeah, <laughs> he had some turkeys done, you know? <laughs> so the mutants. The mutants, yes. But, uh, Walter, you want to talk about the mutants? Yeah, the mutants, um, they're a vicious criminal group that has risen since the disappearance of Batman, and it seems to be a lot of, uh, kids... Like, a lot of disenfranchised youth are tempted to join them and just commit awful crimes. Like, awful things, like assaults, muggings, just all sorts of things. Yes, oh, there, Ding there, dong, there they are. There's oh, the yeah. nipples. And they're, they, and they're led by, uh, what was his name? The mutant leader. That's literally his name. Okay. I mean, you could get him an assumed name or something if you Led want. by the mutant leader who... He's a very large man. Uh, Can you even describe him as human-looking? Like No, and he's a cannibal, too, because doesn't he take a bite out of a, out of the mare later I, on? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. I mean, most cannibals are depicted with, like, pointy teeth. Because, you know... What about their nipples? <laughs> the Dahmer have, uh... You know... Big old boys. Uh, I don't know. It looks like they're puns or something. Why? Attention, listeners! This now just become a Norm of the North episode. Breaking oh, news! No, they made sequels to Norm of the North. <laughs> this came to my attention today, and now all of you are suffering. You don't need to. I wasn't aware of Norm of the North. God, I feel like that's going to be accurate once I watch it. Oh, I got to show you something before we actually watch this. Gotcha. So, back to the movie. And when people say back to the movie, they usually have something to say afterwards. So at this point in the timeline, Commissioner Gordon is very old. He is retiring within a couple days, but has made it his mission to, within that time frame, stop the mutants, to 
get a hold of the problem so whoever takes over for him doesn't have to deal with it. And And it seems like the mutants are coming for him, specifically, because they do call him out in a lot of interviews. I love Commissioner Gordon in this movie. Honestly, um, it's kind of a little... uh, it's kind of a little running joke, but we're always assumed that either him or his wife are dead, but they make it out. My favorite part in this movie is uh, Commissioner Gordon nearly gets assassinated at a gas station when he's buying groceries for him and his wife, and the news report says, uh, we just uh, received the news that Commissioner Gordon has been shot and killed, and then they're continuing to go on, then they're like, oh wait, I read that wrong. Commissioner Gordon has shot and killed a 17-year-old mutant. And I'm... It's just... Chef's kiss. That That is that is the kind of comedy that I love. Uh, guys, did, did you hear? Commissioner Gordon shot and killed a 17-year-old. I mean... A mutant? That's a 17-year-old mutant. That 17-year-old was trying to kill him. It was self-defense. Yeah. Still 17-year-old. It's, it's still self-defense. So, what you're saying, Walter, is, uh, you know... Hey, it's Chungus. <laughs> it is Chungus. Big Chungus is going to be our guest next week. <laughs> Y'all better be nice to him. <laughs> is that where you're calling your uh, uncle cousin? Yeah, my penis. this podcast enough. Keep going. So, at this point, Bruce Wayne, he's, he's really trying to find anything to keep himself occupied. And he's taking a walk and he just sees just the state of Gotham. And at this point, the state of Gotham is just pretty much in ruins. It's pretty much a lost cause. And he goes and he gets cornered by two of the mutants. And like they're about to like bring out their knives, cut him up. And he's like, come on, do it. Nah, not if he's into it. Yeah. And they're that's what they say. And then they run off. And I, I, I have to add on to this. I swear to God at that part of the movie... I thought that was going to be the only thing Bruce Wayne was going to say the entire fucking movie. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. He said it like three times in a row. In that scene? In that scene. Yeah. In that scene. Well, they didn't come on. Yeah. So then Bruce goes back to Wayne Manor, back to the Batcave, and he puts on the suit. And I believe it's what, next night? I believe it's the next night. Yeah, he goes out and he stops an attempted assault by the mutants at an arcade. And that leads into successive nights of reports that the Batman has, has come back, all the news port reports, is he is this good for Gotham? Is it bad for Gotham? I do like Lana Lang in this movie. 
it's funny because the guy from Gotham, the therapist, doesn't want Batman around, but Lana Lang uh, from Metropolis, which technically she's from Smallville, but uh, she's the one advocating for Batman. Uh, they probably had run-ins in the past. She's a integral Superman character. Um, I did notice there wasn't a lot of uh, Batman characters in this. I mean, there's Batman, Alfred, uh, Commissioner Gordon, but everyone else is new for this thing uh, in Batman's world. Like, Carrie Kelly, this was her first appearance. I know, I think they brought her in for New 52 for some stories. I know Carrie Kelly... Uh, Carrie Kelly is canon now. Yeah. So this used to not be canon for the longest time. This used to be Frank Miller's canon with All-Star Superman. Or did he do All-Star Superman? No. No? He didn't. He, that was... Uh, he didn't do a Superman until this year. Grant I, Morrison. Yeah. And I've heard uh, Frank Miller's Superman is not good. Yeah, Frank Miller is just not that good of a creator anymore, honestly. He used to be so good. He used to be. But uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, Batman Year One... Did he do Long Halloween? No. no. Long Halloween was about a decade after this. That was Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Wait, Long Halloween was in the 90s? Yeah. I thought it was earlier than that, but I looked it up and it was, I think, the run started in 97. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, but that was Jeff Loeb. I remember that. Um, they just had very similar styles, I believe. Oh, and Long Halloween's fantastic. Long Halloween is pretty fantastic. Uh, which, that's, I believe, the next Batman animated film coming out. Really? It's in They're... production. It seems very uh, weird to do Long Halloween, especially since Robert Pattinson's The Batman uh, is said to inspire, be inspired heavily from Long Halloween. Yeah, that is kind of weird, but yeah. Uh, last I saw, there was a report that I think it's going to be another two-part That'd be good. As long as there's enough time to... I mean, as, lo as long as there's enough content to fill the two-parter. Unlike, uh... <coughs> killing Joke. Oh, oh, yeah. Killing Joke was such a disappointment. I was, was so excited for that. I did not need the stereotypical gay best friend and the uh, Batman, Batgirl sex scene. No. And... So much of that first half was just unnecessary. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, what else? So once Gordon gets word of this, he knows he knows who Batman is. Mm -hmm. He knows it's Bruce, and they have talks, and then he's like, "Listen, I'm going away, so you're not gonna, you might not have an out with the police department." So we've got to get this done. And he's able to track them down and tracks them to their leader. And at first, he's getting the advantage on their leader. But then, he's too young. He's too fast. He's too strong. And he gets the better of him that first time. Right, and that's where Carrie Kelly joins in on the fun. Yeah. Which, um... In this continuity, uh, Batman didn't take up anybody after Jason Todd's death. Um, funny enough, this came out before Death in the Family, so 
either Frank Miller knew what direction they were going to go to, or uh, he predicted Jason Todd's death a good four to five years before. Um, no, it was a year. It was a year? It was a year. 86 was Dark Knight Returns. 87 was Death in the Family. Oh, okay. Yeah, a good, a good, a good year before. So he probably didn't know how the tides were going to turn, but um, I'm under the belief they always had the intention of killing Jason off, uh, mainly because not a lot of people liked Jason. He was arrogant. He never really listened. He was kind of annoying and bratish, brattyish. Yeah, a bit of a brat. But um, yeah, famously the hotline to call to see if Jason Todd would live or die. Um, there were rumors that somebody rigged it with an auto-dialer where uh, they would call in the Jason Dies number a lot more, and uh, conflicting rumors here here and there about that. But uh, Jason Todd ended up dying, coming back uh, as the Red Hood, and he's a much better character for that. Dying really does you good in comic books. It does. Um, but yeah. Uh, foreshadowing Jason Todd's brutal death. Like, in the comic and in the uh, animated version under the Red Hood, it's not pretty. It's gruesome. But, yeah. He takes up the new Robin and he trains her up and he has her help with his plan that gets him to to the uh, mutant leader again and he's able to outsmart him he's able to use more of his cunning than his brute force and he's able to beat him and then he arrests him and then at that point the mayor's like, I'm gonna find a way to bring peace between Gotham and the mutants. I'm gonna sit down alone with the mutant leader. The mayor, yeah. And then the mutant leader kills him. Yep. I assume he'd like just bit a chunk out of him. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And then we get this weird shaped mayor voiced by Frank Welker, Fred from Scooby-Doo. He's so oddly shaped. He's so weird. He's almost he's. It's like, it's like he's crammed into the suit. He's like some kind of Play-Doh man. Ah. <laughs> and, and there's that running gag where he's just giving non-answers in interviews. Oh, you mean like a politician? Yes. Right. Um. Gotta feel something's gone wrong here. It it really feels like this has been a brisk show. We're already at 40 minutes. Um, so, any other points you want to hit up? Um, the Joker coming back? Yeah, we should probably talk about the Joker coming back. And I mean, also, it was kind of like pivotal for part two. Yeah. yeah. Part one was more Batman versus the mutants. Um, part two, Batman, Batman versus, versus everybody. Yeah. And the mutants at this point have started following Batman. Well, not necessarily. Some of them were, they were inspired by Batman, the sons of Batman, but they were still very unruly. Uh, they'd kill anybody who got in their way. They were violent, 
and uh, Batman really lifts him in the shape later, but it is mentioned that a lot of mutant groups broke off into other gangs. Some of them joined Joker, some of them are still mutants, uh, some of them went with Bruno. And didn't some of them go with Two-Face as well? Or was that Two-Face was in people? part one only. Okay. You're yeah. right, you're right. Right, yeah. Um, oh, well, and they fix Harvey Dunn. Kind of. Like they can't Physics. Fix, they can't fix the stars. Now he thinks that he's all burned face instead of being all human face. Right. Now, but, question, since I didn't read the comic. Was he like sexy Squidward in the comic after they fixed his face? I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. Because uh, I was definitely getting some sexy Squidward, uh, Squidward vibes out of the movie. Yeah, you would. <clears throat> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so Joker returns. I do like uh, the part that they cut off uh, between one and two is where Joker, who's been in a coma for ten years because he's had no purpose since Batman uh, left, which has been touched on on a lot of different Yeah, it's uh, the duality. Yeah, like uh, there's a Joker episode, or there's an issue, uh, there's a... There's a mini series where Joker believes that he kills Batman, and he goes almost immediately sane. So like he gets a normal life, he gets plastic surgery, and he kind of completely forgets that he's the Joker, until he finds out that Batman came back, and that Joker side just comes back into him, and it's the status quo again, which is a very interesting concept. And uh, since Batman's been retired for so many years. Joker went into a coma just because he had nothing else to do. Not gonna lie, I wish I, I wish I could do that. No, I have nothing to do. I'm just gonna go into a coma for ten years. But yeah, he wakes up once he hears the news reports in the hospital. And he then comes up with a scheme as the Joker does. And the scheme is to get himself onto a talk show and reveals on air that he plans to kill everybody in the room. Right, but he didn't dance on his way in. I mean, it was kind of like almost the same scene from the Joker Joker. live action. Yeah. Um, I do remember uh, when we were remembering. I do remember during the scene when he's talking about trying to get into the talk show. I remember it immediately that this is the inspiration for that scene in Joker. Uh, we didn't want to spoil it for Bobby, so did you see it coming? Yeah. After he said talk show. Yeah. It, it was so transparent, honestly. But. Uh, at the time, it, at the time the movie was made, it wouldn't have been, because, you know... Unless you read the comic. Right. But also, it is kind of obvious Joker had a plan. Oh, yeah. They weren't going to have, like, a super serious Joker. I mean, they weren't going to have a sane Joker just be a normal guy. Though Obviously. I think they did that this year in a row. I think they did that in, I think it was called White Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Where uh, is that also that has Batman who laughs, or is that I something else? I think that's different. Yeah. But I know, uh, like Joker goes sane and he sues Batman. Huh. That's strange. Um. Anyway, uh, the massacre scene, which uh, in the original Dark Knight Returns comic was David Letterman. In this one, it was Conan O'Brien, kind of going back with the times uh, there. Um, but kills everybody in the room. Batman is too busy uh, fighting off the GCPD, which uh, Ellen Yindel, who is the new commissioner, and I remember that they had her character in the Batman WB show, if you guys remember that show. I do. I never really watched it, but I remember it. Oh, man. I remember around the time of this movie. This is my Batman phase, but around the time of this movie, I binge watched that entire show. I loved it. But they had um, a younger Yindel, um, and she is kind of like really against Batman earlier on, but she kind of grows to appreciate and help him out eventually, um, which kind of happens in this movie too. Once she realizes that Batman is able to militarize the right people, and to have everything under control, which kind of embarrasses the U.S. government and sends Superman after Batman. So. Yeah, because Superman seems to take orders directly and only from uh, the president, who is accurately, for the time, played, uh, played as uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. And I think they did have Ronald Reagan um, uh, in Dark Knight Returns, too. I would imagine, usually, uh, in comics, unless there's a set president in that continuity, they just go with whoever is actually president. Yes, it is confirmed Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States at that time, and in the comic. Thank you, Don. Um, I do remember, I think it was before the Obama election... Uh, but Marvel Comics had Stephen Colbert as president for a couple issues. That's, that That's would beautiful. be beautiful. Yeah. yeah, so before we get to the big one, Batman versus Superman, uh, the final Joker and Batman fight? It's, it's one of the most iconic Joker and Batman fights. Uh-huh. Because Joker actually nearly kills Batman by stabbing. Oh, yeah. But Batman gets the upper hand, and Joker's in a helpless place. And Joker's just like, do it. I know you've always wanted to. Just do it. And Batman even says himself, how many people have I murdered by letting you keep living? And he reveals at that point that he has the count he doesn't reveal it, but he knows the number of people that have died because he wouldn't kill the Joker. And he still refuses to kill the Joker. He refuses to break his one rule. So then the Joker, in an attempt to ruin Batman's image and have him painted as a murderer, snaps his own neck. Yeah. And uh, I always found it odd how they really go after Batman after he kills the Joker. It's the Joker. 
Yeah, he's a mass murderer. Right. Who should have probably been sentenced to death by the U.S. government, so that's kind of on their behalf. That is. But, uh... Well, actually, like Ronald Reagan said, that would be up to the state. But not the U.S. government. Okay, then it's up to the New York government. Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. Is Gotham in New Jersey? I think it's been stated before that Gotham is in New Jersey. Okay. Then the New Jersey state government has the brunt to bear on that by not, like, you know, sentencing this mass murdering clown to death. Right. But, um, what else was I going to say? Then we get into the Batman versus Superman stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely a lot better than the 2016 film. I think we can all agree on that. Why did you say that name? Oh, yeah, no. But, uh, I did point out the monologue that, uh, Bruce says to, uh, Clark as he's kicking his fucking teeth in. Um, word for word was read out when they announced Batman vs. Superman. That's how they announced the movie. Yeah. Uh, Batman... Keep talking. And... I have an unpopular opinion. Might be unpopular. I don't know. Superman sucks. In this movie, or altogether? In general. He is a generic, overpowered hero who gets his ass kicked at every turn because he's fucking incompetent at at this juncture. I think we can call him incompetent because he should be taking with a pinky anybody. That's how powerful he is. And yet, he gets his ass kicked by anybody. He will get his ass kicked by Lex Luthor. He will get his ass kicked by Batman. He can get his ass kicked by fucking everybody. I'm pretty sure everyone in the DC Universe has had a turn kicking Superman's ass. And let's just not forget to mention the fact that he's incredibly uninteresting. Clark Kent is the most generic, uninteresting alter ego in the history of comics. He is just, he is bad, and all he is is just nostalgia. The only reason he's still... We'll be right back. Really said a mouthful there, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. I have uh, I have my feelings on Superman, and I just hey, uh, hey, Walter, let Walter, him flow. Walter. Yeah? I think you're the only person in this room right now yeah. that has like any sort of feelings toward Superman. Me personally, I don't give a shit about DC. I really don't. The movies are super uninteresting. The animated stuff is where it shines, and oh, yeah. that's quite unfortunate. Because not a lot of people watch the animated stuff, honestly, admittedly, compared to the movies. But I think that's what lets them have a lot more creative freedom with it, be a lot more dark, be a lot more... I would at least try to release an animated DC film in theaters. Like, just to see how that goes. I know they did in the 90s. Yeah, with Mask of the Phantasm. I think that made money. It either made a lot of money or it bombed. I think... One of the two. I think it technically bombed, but I love that movie. Yeah. Honestly, I think they should try doing it. 
Like, not even... That was still the TV division of WB, because it was the people who made the animated series. But if they honestly got the Warner Brothers animation make an animated DC film, Justice League, Batman, Superman, whatever you want to do, hell, make an animated Doom Patrol film for all I fucking care. But, uh, put it out in theaters. See how it does. I think there's a good chance that it would do incredibly well. Right, like Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, you know, they made an animated Spider-Man movie, and it's probably one of the best Spider-Man movies there is. It, it is. I loved Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is incredible. Bobby, you've seen Spider-Verse, right? Bruh. I was hoping we yes. could do an episode. Spider-Verse was wonderful. I love Spider-Verse. Damn it. So yeah, I, I, like, I, I, I'm probably like one of the biggest Batman... Or, cut that part. I'm probably one of the biggest Spider-Man fans in this room right now. Bitch. Doubt. Have you not seen my giant fucking Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in my room? I spoon with that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Spider-Man was the first ever superhero I saw. I think we're all just really good Spider-Man fans. Vindicated, I am selfless, I am strong. I am right, I swear I'm right. Need a hero to save us. (laughs) That's the only one I know. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So we're at 55 minutes, Walter. What do you want to do? Oh, let's wrap this up. Talk about the the Batman versus Superman stuff. So Superman's like... At a couple points throughout the film, he's just like, hey, Bruce, no, stop. And Bruce is like, no. You fucking want me? And um, one of the subplots in part two is the U.S. getting actually into militaristic fighting with the Soviet Union. Total Maltese. Yeah, and we think the U.S. ends up getting the better of it until a nuke is launched by the Soviets towards the United States, and Superman goes, and he throws it, and it detonates over Gotham, knocking out the entire power grid turning Gotham into a dark city and really causing... I think they say that the entire United States is blacked out, oh. not just Gotham. Oh. Okay. So, causing the entire United States to suffer from a blackout and and Batman blames Superman for it. And he ends up going after him, gets his anti-Superman suit. I think that's the best way you can put it. Right. And, uh, much like in BVS, uh, Superman is weakened uh, by the radiation in this... It's both from nuclear blast, but, uh, the fact that Superman isn't at his full power 
the fact that he has the armored suit, the fact that he later, thanks to Green Arrow, manages to get some kryptonite on Superman. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a fair fight than you think it would be. Yeah. Um, Batman kicks his ass yeah. for a large portion of it. Batman lays a beat down on him, especially towards the end. He also takes uh, he takes quite a licking, too. Yes. I think there's a scene where Superman punches him, he goes flying, and Superman says, that's three ribs. Like, in a single punch, three yeah. of his ribs are just broken. And also, Batman had a side plan, too. Uh, he timed it perfectly where he takes a pill that would induce cardiac arrest and make everybody think that he died while... The mansion burned down, and they created an underground society. And uh, at the end, during his funeral, Superman hears the heartbeat of Batman coming back. And uh, quite literally, the Dark Knight returns. And that's where the film ends. Let's hope they don't make films of the sequels. I'd rather they not. And before we wrap up, I've got a couple questions for you guys, and they're in terms of the casting. Oh, great. Did uh, he actually read up on the cast? Opinion all the way now before you oh, stand up. yeah. Go ahead. I really did not like Michael Emerson's um, casting as Joker. I really didn't. Uh, this, then, this question is probably going to be easier for you to answer. Okay. Now, RoboCop as Batman was cool. I agree. But would this have been made better with the classic Conroy Hamill Batman Joker? Nah, just let him fucking rest. Yeah. We've had enough Conroy. Con, we've had enough Conroy Hamill Batman and Joker for one lifetime. They're that in the Arkham games. They're the animated series. They did. Killing Joke, I just feel like it's too much. Let new people do it. Especially if Frank Well... Uh, uh, not Frank Welker, Jesus. Oh, God, imagine Frank Welker doing his Fred voice as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight! Oh, gee, gang. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how that works. But uh, Peter Weller uh, did Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. As Bruce Wayne here, I would not take that away from him. Uh, he just needed an equal. Uh, he just needed an equal uh, Joker. Um, if we're going with RoboCop logic, that would be Kirkwood Smith. I'd be okay with that. And the second question, Batman, I'm gonna shove my foot up your ass. <laughs> the second question is: Do you think Brian Cranston should have returned? reprised his role from year one as Commissioner Gordon here? Only if, uh... Fuck. Only if, uh... Bobby Gotham, Commissioner Gordon. Um, David Selby. No, Gotham. No, Gotham? Gotham. Hold on. Then... Well, it's going to be a flat-out no, because this needed to be an older Commissioner Gordon, and I feel like Brian Cranston would do a... Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie would have to return as Batman for that. 
But, um, no, I kind of like whoever they got for this. Yeah. I only asked that because I thought the performance as Commissioner Gordon that Brian Cranston gave in the animated version of Year One was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, Batman Year One was pretty good, too. Yeah. DC really knows how to make Batman stuff. As long as it's animated. Yes. Well, yeah. And it's not the weird sequel to the animated series where recently... Batman Beyond? No, no. Like, the new adventures of Batman and Robin. Oh! You mean where they had the Legends of the Dark Knight? uh, Where they did a segment which... Yeah. Uh basically did the mutant leader fight with uh, Batman here. Yeah, but I mean, that series where after they introduce Batgirl they have this weird thing where Bruce kind of wants to get with her. Oh, jeez. Like, I don't think they ever outright say it, but there's a few really awkward scenes. And there's also this comic where uh, Batgirl says to him that she's eight weeks pregnant, and uh, he's like, I have to congratulate Dick. And then uh, Batgirl's like, Dick's only been in town for six weeks. And it turns out he was actually talking about his penis. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) On that note, good night, everybody. That's my line, you fucking bitch. Do it again!